Hey, this is Bonnie Weeks of Boss Yoga, and this is the Urban to Country podcast. Welcome to the Urban to Country podcast, where we talk to outdoor enthusiasts about life, hunting, and how to make everyday epic. Hey guys and gals, welcome back to the podcast. This episode, in my opinion, is what the Urban to Country podcast is all about. I sit down with my good friend and sister-in-law, Bonnie Weeks. Bonnie is a powerhouse, and this is one of the most powerful conversations I have ever had. We talk about being present, taking up space, finding yourself, mind-body connection, basically all the good stuff that makes up this journey we call life. So here we can just relax and not worry about it. Yeah. So I have a couch in the garage. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is so you can uh, say, I'm coming out of here to exercise. <laughs> just take a nap. Yep. <laughs> exercise your brain. <laughs> uh, uh, so like when I injured my back and I was like, and I'm lying down on the couch now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I hate injuries. They're the worst. Well, it was like you and I were talking about mm-hmm. on Marco Polo the other day. Like yeah. it's the worst, but it's also kind of nice because you get to learn a lot right. and kind of lean into different things. Um, like when I, like, I don't know what I did to my back, but I did something to my back and it really made me focus more on form and on proper movement versus just like grab a dumbbell and throw it around. Yeah. So. Well, and that's when I was at physical therapy yesterday. There is a movement that I often will teach in yoga uh, core, whatever it's a, it's a laying down movement. It doesn't look like very much, but it does a lot. And anyway, we've always done it one way, but there's another way. There's all, we've always done it in a pushing motion. And so yesterday I was at physical therapy. She had me do the same thing, but in a pulling motion, which I have never taught before or even thought about. And so instead of activating the front side of your leg and hip flexors and stuff with it, instead it turned on your hamstrings and your glutes, but is the exact same body position but the polling version and I was like oh <laughs> of course <laughs> and so then I I just think it's cool like injuries and going to a physical therapist that knows what they're talking about because then I feel like I'm a better teacher because I'm like okay this is what this can do for your body and we don't want to just do the, the the pushing let's do the polling too yeah so anyway it, I think in that way it's a teacher for me to to be a teacher so yeah. yeah. Well, and it's a it's definitely a learned skill to be able to turn on those different muscle groups because yes. most of the time we just go through life just moving and not really thinking about what we're doing, but then when you actually have to stop and that was cool for me in your class the other night. Yeah. When you were cueing us to turn on different muscle groups, I was like, "Okay, wait. How do I get that muscle, specifically that muscle without yeah. without cheating and using all the other surrounding body parts? How do I get that muscle to right. do what I want to do?" And that's pretty cool. Yeah, it is cool. Well, and I think an injury, then your other muscles are like trying to compensate for the, the use of that one. And so it's it's cool to have something like you or practice where you can really like fine tune and slow it down so you can kind of turn those on. But I mean, not all yoga is the same. So yeah. <laughs> that's, 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 that's part of the yoga that I like. <laughs> I learned that the other night. I, ex- I walked into class thinking, okay, this is going to be cool. Like I've done yoga before and then walked out like, 
Bani yoga is different. <laughs> <laughs> Bani yoga is not the yoga that I've done. <laughs> oh, it's true. It's true. And I think it's been really cool to like be okay with that. And, and not that I ever wasn't okay, but to just be like, yeah, this is how I do yoga. And this is actually really, I really enjoy teaching it this way. Mm-hmm. I really enjoy practicing it this way. That doesn't mean that it works for everybody. I'm not for everybody. And that's, I'm not supposed to be. And that's, yeah. that's great. And it doesn't mean that that should be your practice every single time. There's times you need to slow it down or do different things. But anyway, I, I think it's fun to really feel like this is this is what I like to do. This is what I like to teach. So yeah. Anyway, it's been fun. Speaking of slowing it down, we should probably tell people who you are. <laughs> <laughs> so why don't you um why don't you do two things? Tell people who you are a little bit about yourself and then also tell them where they can find you on social media so they can Facebook stalk you or Instagram creep on you. I don't know what the <laughs> I, well, I don't know what the Instagram is, know. but well, isn't stalks? I mean, stalk. I mean, I've, I've had people be like, stalking is actually a bad thing. Don't say the word stalk. I'm like, okay, sorry. What else do we call it in, I don't in know. Like, the social media world? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no. I am Bonnie Weeks, and I am a yoga teacher, and I'm a fitness trainer. I'm a mom. And I love to move. I love to move in all directions and in all ways. And I love a challenge. And it just, and when I can't do something, it just makes me laugh and makes me want to try harder. So right on. that's where I go. And I am mostly on Instagram. Anything on Facebook just shows up there because of Instagram. So the best place to find me is there. My handle is carrot underscore bowl underscore Bonnie, like Super Bowl, but... Carrot Bowl. Carrot Bowl Bonnie. Nice. So you can find me there for mostly yoga and some random poetry, some plants, you know, mix it up. Yeah. And the most important thing is we're related. Yes. Yes. So I'm... I'm lucky enough (laughs) to be related to Marcus. Oh, whatever. Um, (laughs) That's true. No. So Bonnie is my wife's sister. And actually, Bonnie's the reason that I married Anna. She introduced us way back when, so I owe her big time forever. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, Bonnie's super cool. One of the questions I wanted to ask you is, where do you think your journey started? Like, if you were to sit down to write your story, like you've been on this incredible journey. Like, what's the what's the beginning? Like, what's in, that first page? In just your journey like, in regards to movement well what do you think your journey is like if you if I, if I said to you I want you to write a book about the journey of Bonnie where does that start huh you know what I I mean I think I can think of lots of different starts for lots of different reasons but I think if I were to really tap into a place that was the beginning of trying to know my body and know myself I would probably put it, I think that does coincide with movement for me. And um, I was active and athletic in high school. And then when I got to college, I was not as much. And then I met my husband and we would run sometimes or I would try to go for a run. But and I just, things, my knees hurt, things hurt. And I, it wasn't until um, we were in California and he was going to grad school that um, I had had my second baby and I really wanted to run and things hurt and I was like I just I want to move my body and so he had overheard two women talking on the bus about 
one of them was a uh, was a runner one of them wanted to be a runner the one that wanted to be a runner complained about her knees hurting and so um the other one recommended to use a foam roller to roll out her it band mm. and so he came home and was like they said this works on the bus i overheard them talking so <laughs> way to eavesdrop <laughs> and so i went i got a foam roller and i started rolling my t-band and i would run a lap around our apartment complex and um it wasn't even like a full lap around there was a big complex a full lap around was a half mile and i could maybe make it about halfway so i was running about a quarter mile before i would be like about in tears and have to stop because my knees hurt so bad and so i would do that i would i would roll beforehand i would go run that quarter mile up to a half mile whatever it was in between there come back and roll again and then roll again probably in the evening so i was rolling probably three or four times a day and um eventually i ran a half marathon without pain i and then i ran three half marathons without pain and i just i like worked my body into that and, and i think part of that in i mean there's lots of other things in between those right, three half yeah. marathons <laughs> that made me a strong runner um but i think it was like that was the beginning of feeling like an ownership over my body and feeling really mindful about how i was moving and why i was moving it and like having a good why and and wanting to fuel my body well and and like we kind of experimented with some diet things and just just really trying to like hone in on myself and I think I was so young you know when I got married and then I started having kids and I was going to school like that's just so busy so I think it was really then that I would say that really started to step into this different me I mean it's been I mean that's that's a long time from now I mean from like from here to back there you know that's over 10 years yeah and so there's a lot of change like that 10 year 10 years ago Bonnie is is not the Bonnie today but that Bonnie got me here so yeah yeah well and and that's a good reminder because honestly we see kind of that finished product everybody waits at the finish line and watches those runners come across but they don't see all the effort they don't see the race. They don't see the days leading up to the race, the running in the rain, all those different things. And it's the same thing with life, right? Like yeah. if you go look at my Instagram or somebody else's Instagram or, or whatever, it looks like, wow, they just were there. Mm-hmm. But there's days right. and months and years. Right. Well, I think that's one of the things like on, on Instagram, I do like, I don't always post progress pictures as progress. I think is, I mean, it's, it's, it is a progress and, and that doesn't mean that the, the current picture is not still in progress because it mm-hmm. still is, but just that like, this is to the today me was not just the person that showed up on right, day yeah. one. <laughs> exactly. And yeah. that's what you see. And so that's often the perception and, and that's unfair to yourself. If you are the one viewing that being like, Oh, I, I just want to be right there where it's like it's a journey it's journey and I think my whole movement and everything like I I want it to be my lifestyle and it's not a quick fix and it's not anything like that it's just you just keep moving you just keep moving forward and you just keep learning and practicing and like it's it's about that it's not about right here right now yeah so where did the phrase free to move come from because you say that Um, a lot and I love it yeah, Free to Move actually came from my husband, and I think it was Pete Holmes, who he loves, and he was in, a, I think, a podcast that he listened to for that, and he his tattoo on his shoulder is a representation of that, the mandolin on his shoulder, which is really just arrows pointing in all directions, and so it was kind of like this idea that when you f- don't think you have a choice, 
like you do you always do and I, I was talking about that even in yoga the other day yeah and um and I think it's especially when you don't think you have a choice that we always do and we get stuck and change is hard and movement is hard and and sometimes it feels easy which is great too but that doesn't mean we still don't move forward and so I think feeling the freedom to move in any direction at any time like and really realizing that like we each have that ability is is kind of beautiful and I think we forget that sometimes absolutely and so I don't know and I think I I use that in regards to body because I think when you feel good in your body and when you really feel like you're free to move in your body and and you're not ashamed of how your body looks or feels and you can own your movement patterns and be your strong like that's really I really try to hone that in my classes like you show up on your mat as your strong in this moment and feel free to move in this moment in your strong and that doesn't have to look like anybody else here at all ever because it's not it's not for them it's just for you yeah and so i think if you can feel free to move in your body and like embrace like what you want to feel in that like that becomes powerful not only physically that becomes powerful like mentally oh for so, sure yeah yeah so for you what drew you to yoga like what was that thing that that said this is how i want to move yeah. this is where I want to find that movement. Yeah. Well, I think, so I had done, I had been a runner for a while and then I started lifting weights and my running improved greatly. I think everybody should lift weights. That's just hands down. Everybody should do yeah. that. If it's great for your muscles, uh, runners there, they do suffer with knee things. That's cause they don't have a butt. So you need to grow some glutes and, you yeah. know, and I just became a faster and a stronger runner and I loved it. And my goal, um, was to run a half marathon at a Boston qualifying speed, but just for that half length for myself. And I was totally on track. I was going to, I just would pay for one race a year and it was six months out. And, um, Anyway, so I ha- I was I was doing that and I had just started yoga. I'll get back to the yoga piece for a minute in a minute. And then um uh I got plantar fasciitis in my feet. Ah, it's the worst. It's the worst. And I had kind of been looking for I didn't want to give up running and I was going to hit my goal. Um so I was really excited about that, but I really wanted to see what my body would do if I just built more muscle because mm-hmm. running eats your muscle. And I was like, I just want to, like, what, how will my body composition change? So I kind of took it as an excuse to just be like, just let go. Like, it's okay. Like, this is an easy out. Like, you don't even have to think about this because you can't do it. Right. <laughs> you can't yeah. run right now. <laughs> and it took a year for me to recover, like, feet from that, which is fine. Anyway, whatever. So, um... Yeah, so I stopped and I did yoga and I did uh, weights and weight training stuff and hit and whatever. But I think I like the uh, the adrenaline and that meditative movement of running and the the pace of it and like how it really is like a good headspace to get to. I think yoga really replaced that for me mm. and um, having a home practice where I could just like snap, you know, go into a movement practice for, for, you know, a good length of time and really feel like I was in that same state as running. It's different, but so I think that really, um, helps help me stay in that space. Um, but anyway, I had, I had, I had been practicing yoga already before that happened. And, um, I had a doctor that told me to practice yoga. I went in and was like, yeah, my neck, I got whiplash and I have this ankle thing. She pops off her shoes in the doctor's office 
and I was like, this is gross. The doctor's <laughs> office is so disgusting. <laughs> and, and she had a, a wrap dress on and she hops down on the floor, bare feet, just her hands, no gloves or anything. And she just like does down dog in the, in the office. And I was like, who is this doctor? Like, and I was like, she's like, you need to do some yoga, do this. And she did chair pose. She did chair pose on her tippy toes. She's like, this would be great for your ankles. I feel like she did one other thing. I just know she did down dog and chair pose and told me I need to do some yoga. And I was like, okay. So she was amazing. And then I had another friend who I was running with a little bit. And I had told her how I'd seen this person doing, doing chaturungas, basically doing tricep pushups. And I could do like chest pushups. I could do wide pushups and you know, that'd be great. And, and, um, I could not do tricep pushups and I was amazed that this other person sat over there probably did like, I mean, it was a dude. So he was like, you know, probably doing like 30 in a row, which is crazy. And <laughs> I had seen him doing these and I told her about it. She's like, Oh, you mean like this? And she pops down and she does one or two or whatever. And I was like, what? How do you do that? She's like, Oh, we do that in yoga all the time. I was like, what is this yoga? I need to go to yoga. So between like, I think the doctor and between her and then I had started following a couple of people on, on Instagram and I was like, I think I should go to yoga. So I really came to yoga as a physical movement yeah. and as a, a, a physical, you know, being being inquisitive about like, what is this? And so I just fell in love with it. And my youngest was three. So we were home and I didn't work um, or anything then. And so we would just hang out in the garage and do yoga and and do other weight training or whatever. Like I would do stuff for like three hours a day. I would be out there wow. moving. And, and I started following along on Instagram and doing Instagram yoga challenges. I would do up to five at a time, I remember. Jeez. And I have my papers still actually there. I wrote down like that is cool. The, the challenge name, the hashtag challenge name and um, what pose was on what day. And so I'd have to keep track. So I'd be like, okay, so today I need to do scorpion um, in forearm stand today I need to do uh, warrior two I need to include uh, eagle pose in a flow I need to do uh, Janushirshasana and I need to do um, Shavasana or whatever you know yeah. we're like okay so there's my practice I need to incorporate all those things in there so sometimes I do practice and like practice all those things. Other times I'd set up my video and just like kind of do my practice. But then it was like taking a picture, going back and like comparing it with the other people on Instagram that were kind of quote unquote teaching it mm -hmm. and uh, like practicing things I had never even thought of. And I, I, and then there's like a debate of like Instagram being a place of teaching from so many people that like, should, should that actually be a teaching place? And, and I don't know, like I, I, I take a middle road. Like it's the middle ground for so many things. Like yeah. if that was my exposure and that's where I could get it from and that's where I could find yoga, then like, that's amazing. Yeah. Like, does that mean that every teaching opportunity on there is like the perfect one to follow? Probably not, but there's a middle way, right? right. Find the middle way. So, well, and you want to yeah. meet your students where they're at, right? And for some people where they're at is they're comfortable hopping on Instagram and trying a few poses. Mm -hmm. and well, and some people don't have access to a studio. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I did that and it was a lot of fun and I cannot even imagine trying to do that now. <laughs> it sounds exhausting to keep track of all of that, but it really did push my practice forward. I remember trying to land crow one time and I, I was videoing the whole time and I, I should go back and find that video and post it. It's like, I, I counted how many 
I can videoed it, went back and counted how many times it took me, how many times I jumped up and then tried to land and crow. And I did it. I was like, oh, I'm doing this. And so, <laughs> like, it's more of my obstinance than, like, anything. <laughs> and so I don't remember if it was, like, 27 times or something like that where I, like, jump up and try to land it. But I just kept doing it until I did it. And, you know, then the next time I had to try it the less amount of times. And so... Yeah. It's like the persistence and the dedication of like, oh, I want to, I want to explore this. And so I think I, anyway, so that's kind of, I jumped into it with the challenges and I got a, a membership to a studio and um, so online stuff was cool, but I think what really meant a lot was actually being in a class and I would totally encourage everybody to find a class to go to. It's different in person and not every teacher is going to resonate. So if you went to yoga class and you don't, didn't like it at all, try it again. I would say because it does take a little bit to get used to a teacher's voice. Um, but it is different to be in a room with people and to just like be there for yourself. And I, it's still such a gift to me. I had a friend, um, my husband was working like 80 hour work weeks and Jeez. we had young kids and I was doing all the things <laughs> and there wasn't a lot of room for me to do very much and I had a friend whose husband also worked in the same similar job and I was talking to her about yoga and this yoga class and and um, she's like why don't you just come drop off your kids and you can go to yoga and this is like a I don't know if it's a five o'clock or a 5 30 class so it's like right at right before dinner time and she's like, just drop off your kids and you can go. So she, and like, I did not ask her. She's like, no, do this. Like, bring them over to my house. And and I went once a week to this yoga class. It was like my standing yoga class. I think it was a Tuesday or thir Wednesday or something. And sometimes, and Tyler was supposed to come and pick up the kids. And sometimes work run late or to get in a meeting. And she would have fed them dinner. And he would eventually come and pick them up. And sometimes he'd be at her house for like two and a half hours or two hours or what I don't know, whatever mm -hmm. it was. And she allowed me every week to go to yoga. And and as like a mom who like watches other kids, like it's not a big deal to like watch other kids. It doesn't feel like a big deal. But I don't I don't know if she can ever understand the gift that it was for me to like allow me a space of my own and of like that discovery and of that movement and like it's it, it was such a gift that nobody else was or could give me and she just offered it so freely and and I think like that I don't know it was it was it was it's a big deal it's a big deal <laughs> it's amazing yeah yeah wow there's good humans out there that do amazing things yeah. and it's really cool to hear stories like that it seems like hearing that story and then also following you on instagram and and just hearing hearing a lot of of what your journey has been like it sounds like yoga's created kind of this community and then you in turn are creating a community what's what's that community like and and how does that like, is that a driving factor for you to continue to do yoga, that community? Does that pull you in? I would absolutely agree with that. And I, and when I look at all the different things that I have been, that I have led or um, initiated in the past, 
or in current, like so much of it is about community, so much is about connection. And I think my movement into yoga and into like being there in the room with other people that I didn't know. And I just kind of being like, I'm just going to go show up. (laughs) I don't know anybody. And then people just saying hi and being right there and feeling like I was a part of it. And there was a girl actually that was at the yoga class that I always go to and she was going to have a birthday party and she was just like inviting whoever wanted to come. And it was a yoga class. So like it was being hosted at the studio. All of her friends were welcome to come to yoga class. And I had been in class there for, you know, like maybe five times. And she was like, come, come to this, come to my birthday party and That's come cool. to yoga. And it automatically made me think like, oh, like, oh, this, this is my yoga friends. You know? <laughs> and I think like I, I was so... Like, we really, like, stick with our groups. And, you know, I, I had been part of a congregation I'm no longer part of that was, like, you stick with that group. Or, like, maybe my kids' friends and you stick with that group. And those are the people you start to get comfortable with. And I think going to yoga all of a sudden everything blew up and I was like oh there's so many people and like there's so many ways that we can get to know each other and so many different types of people and I think going there is like oh there's more people like and I and just being able to see people in a newer bigger way and trying to get outside of the the groups and you know and the boundaries that I had kind of set up for myself in a social way that I didn't realize and so it just made me, I think, really want to know even more people, which like I'm already like that. That's such a high for me to like meet new people. And I love it so much. <laughs> and so it, it totally fed right into that. And and um, yeah, so I think like, yes, yoga for community. And I think that's why in class is kind of fun because you can kind of create really a community you know there and within you know like a, a yoga community within like your physical community of where you live which is yeah. it's really fun it's really fun and that's why it's fun to teach in in the studios and stuff you know locally because then they're like you know you used to get to know each other yeah. and it's a little family yoga cool. family and then and then I'm on the on a bigger scale than instagram was nothing has never ever been planned on Instagram (laughs) it just (laughs) is what it has become and people just start following along and all my like five whatever five challenges I was posting about or whatever and I think I was really like finding my voice and it's it's interesting when I scroll like way back and like see what I was saying it was a lot of quotes it was a lot of you know like figuring out who I was and what I was doing and there was you know some some spiritual transition within that which you know yoga really has uh I came to it from the movement side but it I didn't expect the spiritual side of it and I think what the biggest thing that it taught me was that my spirituality belonged to me and it didn't belong to any um affiliation with any group outside of myself regardless of who or or what that is and I think it reminded like I was like, oh, like I can be a, I'm a spiritual being regardless. And these, and, and good things are taught in lots of places. And this is a, a place that there's good things. Yeah. And so I think all of that, then it layered meaning on top of the movement. And then to have the community on top of that in a place where you connect physically with other people, or maybe it's not physical, maybe Instagram, maybe it's just connecting in, in, in the ways that you can connect. And I love meeting people when they come and visit and they're like, I follow you on Instagram. And it's like, ah, oh, it's a real person. And, <laughs> and I really, I, I just, I want to be the same person here talking to you as I am on my Instagram, yeah. as I am like in a class, as I am on the street. Like I don't, I want to be the same person. And it's something that, 
And we're like, oh my gosh, what if I'm like such a disappointment? I'm like, I'm just like, <laughs> I'm just sitting on the couch in my garage or I'm just like washing the dishes. I'm nothing special. I'm just like trying to show up. And I hope that there's no, like, yeah. <laughs> you know, expectation other than that, because <laughs> this is what I am. <laughs> but you're, you're very genuine in your social media presence. You're very genuine in person. So I think, yeah, I think that's the perfect recipe for not having people be let down when they meet you is that genuineness across all areas of your life like that yeah being genuine i think is one of the like the vital tools to creating a community and creating a space for people to come to and i think you do a good job at that thank you yeah um it's interesting hearing you talk about yoga how it started as something physical and then moved to something more spiritual and more for lack of a better term, kind of in your head, like in that headspace. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, that was kind of how archery was. I, it started as something very physical. Like I just want to hit this target. And now it's much more of like a mental practice. Like there's um, like a very mindful component of archery. And what got me really excited to talk to you was I went into a yoga class, like a real yoga class, not just watching something on YouTube. Mm-hmm and following along but i went to a class where a lot of it was about that focus and that intention and that mindfulness and as i was going through all the movements and really trying to connect it just hit me i was like this is what i do Mm. every time i go to the archery range like Mm. this is this is the same can you speak to how things that we think are maybe physical are really kind of in that mental space I think I think most things that we do are actually it's a cliche that everything is mental but it kind of is very true like whether it's weightlifting or hiking or archery or yoga it Mm -hmm. it is a physical act but really where the growth comes from is in that mental space can you touch on that at all yeah so the physical and the mental combined yeah emotional all that yeah yeah I think I'm going to jump from yoga for a minute. That's, I think, one of the things I, uh, for men, but I mean, as a woman, I'd say, especially for women, like to lift weights is really important. And I, and I would put that out there as like a, to like lift something heavy over your head. <laughs> That's <Yeah>. not a baby, <laughs> you know, <laughs> to, to lift things that are heavy feels really powerful in your body. And that's men and women. But, um, it feels strong in your body, but I, it translates directly to feeling strong in your person, in your head. Right. And it really does. And I think, um, yeah, having intention behind it, you're not just throwing things around. And, you know, whether it's archery or whether it's yoga or whether it's running or whether it's swimming or whatever anybody wants to do, like yeah. having, it is all connected. We are not one thing. And, it's we are like just this this blend <laughs> like all the emotions yeah. you know it's like you can't be you only know happiness because you actually know sadness right you only know strength in your body and i think sometimes we forget that sometimes it's really it's easy to be like oh i'm just strong and i'm not and and not work on other parts of you yeah so it is absolutely possible to lift weights and just be like 
in that space and not be too, not paying attention to your headspace. Yes. Is it possible to just be meditating all day long and just doing headspace and not be doing it with your body? Yes. But like if you can think about it a little bit and combine the two and really see where each of them leads to each other, then like that's where it's really powerful. And so, I don't know. I think it's cool to hear about how you... I, like as I don't have experience with archery but how it was like a physical thing like oh, I want to I want to shoot this I want to be good at, at hitting the target I and, just want to hit the bullseye right. every time and like and like pulling it <laughs> back and like the method of it and the equipment of it yep. but then like recognizing your breath recognizing like how you have to like let go a little bit how yeah. you can't like hold it so tense and like the tenseness of it like actually is to a detriment <laughs> yep. <laughs> right yeah and absolutely so, I think in yoga, when I move and when I tap into the place, I can feel it in my body. I can feel it in my head. I can feel it in the center of my chest when I tap into a place where I'm just like, oh, this is like I'm breathing with my movement, but it, but it just my movement is my breathing. And, it, and I can feel when it gets to that place and, it, and it's like this cycle of, of movement and this feeling that I feel like comes out of my fingers and my toes even, where it's like my whole body experiencing it. And I think it, you know, the, the yoga is, is the physical, but it's, if you can't walk off the mat, and it, it may be, maybe you need to walk off the mat a thousand times before it actually hits your head. Yeah. And that's okay. It's totally okay. <laughs> but in fact, that's awesome. Right. Like maybe it's a thousand times. Maybe it's number one time. Maybe it's number 52. Maybe it's, you know, 579. I don't know. Right. But, um, that like the yoga is not just the physical, it is the headspace. And how can you walk around in your life and, and be able to create that, you know, that feeling in your chest and how can you radiate what you want to in, you know, out of your fingers and your toes and like walk with a posture, and an ease in your strength, you right. know, and that that it is that combination of, you know, it's the analogy of, of both. It goes both ways. So, yeah. Yeah. I yeah. don't know. I don't know if that answered your question. No, it did. And I, the thing that just keeps coming back to me over and over again, whether it's archery or yoga or whatever, if it takes you that thousand times, if it takes you that one time, if it takes mm-hmm. you that 10 times, mm-hmm. none of that stuff matters. The, what matters is that you threw yourself into the process. You were engaged in the process long enough that eventually you got there and each person is going to take their own time to get there, Mm -hmm. but that's okay. Like it doesn't matter. Like it doesn't matter. Like when I go to the gym, I think about this all the time. Like I feel like a badass (laughs) lifting. Yeah. And I feel that way because I, I love the process of going to the gym Mm. and getting stronger. Mm. If I was constantly looking around at everybody else, there's some big dudes there Mm. who could, (laughs) who Mm. could lift like me plus what I'm lifting plus some more added weight. And if I'm constantly worried about like, Oh, I'm not, I'm not there. Well, yeah, like I'm, I'm probably never going to be there, but I can be the best there for me. Yeah. And I can I can journey to the to the place yeah. that's the highest for me, yeah. and that is that's greatness. Like that is yes. that is very cool. Yeah. Um. And I, and that's it what is, I just love about yoga. Well, it, and it is about the process. Yeah. And and I really liked how you said you enjoy the process of getting there. And and 
um, read the book, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck this past fall. Mm-hmm. And I love, there was a, there was a part in it that was talking about like enjoying the process of something and how, you know, if you want something, you're not getting it. Why aren't you getting it? Is it because actually the process is not the thing you enjoy? And maybe you have to teach yourself to enjoy the process. Yeah. Maybe the process is something you love and that's why something comes easy to you. But I, I agree with you and that like I enjoy the process of that build, whether it's in yoga or whether it's weights, you know, that, that process of, like yeah. I, could, I can be, I <laughs> would have been happy being a professional athlete, I think, because yeah. I really, I could be in the garage and move my body the entire day and be so happy. It makes me so happy. I think that's why injuries suck, because I'm like, and I can't do anything. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> right. But, um, well, not any, focusing on the things I can do. But, um, yeah, so like I enjoy that process and I think that's why Instagram has become easy too is that like I enjoy the process of editing pictures I enjoy the process of writing I enjoy the process of like being connected to other people but everybody does and so like there's no answer for like how to do that either but real quick though back to um, I liked how you said there's big dudes at the gym that you're probably not ever going to be but you're going to be you're going to be the best you you're going to be your strong right yeah absolutely right and and um, we went to a Circle Soleil show and there's a part where like there's the the guys like the super super buff dudes who are like on the rings and they're like I hate them all the continue are, like, <laughs> doing the spinning things and they're grabbing onto each other's arms I don't know they're it's like amazing. so strong it's amazing but I mean I walked out of Circus Soleil being like I want to try some more cool shit you know yeah. it's just it, it's funny to me like when I can't do something and if something looks easy and I try it I just start laughing I just think it's hilarious because it's so hard you're right exactly <laughs> I'm like this look at this thing that I found I can't do this is amazing <laughs> And so that's like how I approach things in general. Um, but <laughs> which I know is not everywhere, but that's what I do. But we were walking out from Circus Soleil and there was two there. I could hear two guys par- talking behind us. I didn't turn around and see, see them at all, but they, they were saying, um, you know, they were talking about those, the two guys in the show mm-hmm. and saying how amazing they were and how strong they were and, and what they could do with their bodies. And, um, and, and maybe they were talking about more than just those two guys. They're just, you know, they're talking about the show and how they could never do that and how, you know, that's so, you know, whatever, whatever, that's not out of their reach. Yeah. And instantly in my head, I was like, but what can you do? Yeah. You know, like I showed up to yoga and I could not do a bigger expression of a pose. Like I cannot do as big of expression of a pose as I can do now. Right. And, but what I could do was a hundred percent the pose because it's 100% of what I could do. And it's something that uh, that kind of phrasing is something I've landed on recently where it's like a standing splits is you're, you're folding with a leg up in the air. Is that leg going to be at lots of different angles? Yes. Is that still your standing splits? Yeah, 100%. That's yeah. what you've got to give. And so maybe the shape changes a little bit as you become more flexible or stronger or more stable or more mobile or whatever it might be. But you don't even know what you are capable of if you don't go. So maybe those guys talking about the Cirque Soleil show, maybe they will never get to that place. But what place could they get to that they can't even imagine right now? Because I know I've gotten places in my practice and in my strength that I never could have imagined for myself that... I was just like, I'm just going to keep moving forward. And you don't know unless you try. And so like, that was instantly where I was like, oh, but you guys could do so much more than you even realized you could if yeah. you even just did something. So it's like, you don't have to be the strongest, buffest guy that other person on the mat or in the gym is like, like, what can you do? 
So, yeah. And that's where you're going to be powerful. And what's cool about movement and about doing these different things is that translates from the physical things that you're doing in the gym or in the yoga studio into every part of your life. Mm-hmm. The second that I started lifting weights and trying to become more flexible and mobile and all these different things, there was this huge shift in the way that I approached everything in my life. I, I pushed myself harder in my relationships. I, I tried new things at work. I did all these different things because I had failed in the, the gym and failed physically and realized that it was okay and that I could do more than I thought possible and that just because I can't do something the same as other people do it, I can do it the best me, the best that I can do it. And that's, that's great and that's powerful. And it's amazing to see how that transitions throughout yeah. everything in your life. Um, and I know you've seen that in yourself. Have you seen that in other people that you've worked with or that you've mentored or coached? Yeah, absolutely. And especially, you know, some of the women who've been coming to this home gym, you know, and coming into yoga and coming to training and, and watching them come back week after week and saying, I could not do this. And now I can do this. And like those times in classes where people are like, this is the first time I've ever done this. And like the elation, cause progress is addicting (laughs) it is yep (laughs) and to watch them get strong enough or become aware and I think that is what yoga is to me so so much is like a constant building of awareness like why are we doing a pose you know I had somebody in class when I was doing I was doing a a workshop on forearm stands like okay well what's the end goal Mm -hmm. that's the question I was like the end goal of forearm stand and I was like, well, like, and I kind of just put it, I was like, is the end goal what? I'm balancing on my forearms, my body's in a straight line, my head's looking down, my toes, everything's turned on, my ribs are in, like, you're in forearm stand. Mm -hmm. Well, like, that's great, but, like, there's always somewhere else, something else you can do. Can you lower your legs and raise them? Can you turn it into scorpion and then lift it straight back up again? Can you straddle it? Can you... Um, go down to your head and go to headstand and then go back up to forearm stand. Can you move with it? Can you, there's always somewhere you can, you can challenge it. So what, what is the goal? What is the goal of doing all of this? And so I think whether it's forearm stand, whether it's warrior two, whether it's mountain pose, like what is the awareness that you can have with your body? And that is the reason we're doing the poses. That's the reason we're doing the movement. Do you know where your toes are in relation to your kneecaps? Do you know where your shoulders are in relation to your hips? Do you know where your fingertips are in relation to your belly button? And are you, do you know where your body is in space? And do you know your right from your left when you're laying on your left side? How about when you're upside down? Do you know up and down when you're up inside down, uh, upside down? You know, like yeah. I think it's like the aware body awareness. And so if we can work on our body and our physical awareness and think about things enough and challenge our mental capacity in the practice where it's not just the same things all the time, but like throwing wild cards in their practice, be like, Oh, our leg is going to go where, (laughs) you know, like, (laughs) like where you have to think about what you're doing, then it's like constantly building awareness of like, I have to balance on this leg still, you know, and, and working single arm, single leg things, which is always like, I love doing that too. Cause it, it, it's just like challenging awareness. And so that's really a big part of my class is like the poses are just here to help you build awareness of your body and you're going to get stronger, you're going to get more mobile and stable and flexible and all those things 
if you keep showing up. But I think then that translates exactly to off the mat, you know, yeah, to real life living. And if we can build awareness in our body, how can we build awareness in our head? How can we build awareness in our heart? How can we build awareness to allow room and freedom to move for not just ourselves, but for the people around us and to let everybody show up as human? Like if, if I feel that way, like I want other people to feel that freedom too. And so, and, and maybe they don't come to yoga. Maybe they find it another way, which is great too. So. Yeah. One thing I really like that you do is you, in, on Instagram, you post a lot of photos of you doing different movements out in nature. And nature has kind of taken over your house a little bit. All <laughs> <laughs> my plants. What's uh, so? What's the connection with your practice to the natural world? Because it seems like there is one. Yeah, you know what i I just I have a thing for I think often of of everybody as trees. I think of myself as a plant, as a tree, or or something in that in that way, and how we are all everything and I don't know I I just like I've had some meditations where I like just visualizing myself as a tree even on this bark and like the way I move and the way that I don't know I, I, I there was one day I was driving and I kind of like looked to the sides of me there's people and the car is going the same direction as me. And there's people going the opposite way. And just like looking at all the people and thinking of us as, as trees, as plants, whatever it may be, and how all of our roots are down under the ground. And imagining us like driving in cars with our roots under the ground and we're like driving along the road. And as we like are passing each other, that all of our roots are brushing against each other. Those are fast moving trees. Yeah. Like <laughs> <laughs> but like that's kind of like this this visual for me and and how we're all connected in ways that we can't even understand and all influence each other in ways that are unspeakable and sometimes. Yeah. So you're like, we don't even realize like and you feel things with different people and it's powerful. It's powerful. Even like I mean there's so many people I've I've you know, met on Instagram and haven't in real life that I'm like, I love these people so much. And like the way our roots are intertangled and we're so far away from each other. And just like this visual of us as these living things and the interconnectedness of it and the way I think of a tree and the, and I, Oh man, I I wrote this somewhere. I've always been a note taker. I, I take notes on everything. Like my husband has learned, like I just pull out my phone, I start taking notes as in our conversations. I take notes of everything and then I write about it all later sometimes. That I remember I wrote something years ago about how I wanted to be a tree with big enough branches that somebody can come and rest in them and then move on their way. And that was before yoga. That was before everything. It was and, beautiful. And yeah, I just, I don't know. Like I think to be a refuge, to be a place of strength, to be a place of rest. And, uh, you know, when I think of actual trees that, you know, they they blow hard in the wind and they shake out all their deadness <laughs> and they are a shelter. They are all these things. They constantly grow. And if it's bad ground, like you move your tree. Yeah. Move your tree, move your plant. Like go find new ground that you want to grow in. You know, I'm, and then eventually as a tree will fall and die, it doesn't die. <laughs> it is then a nurse log. It is the, the home of another 15 trees and mosses and plants and insects. And those pieces of the tree go into those other 
other living things and those other living things become other living things and really feeling like this continuation of of myself and of all of us and and so I think it's fascinating that that is yeah. to me and and that I feel like a part of that and like that just like the animal and the primal part of of being alive feels really cool to me and to just be like we are all one we're all in this together and we're all like connected in this way and we're all trying to to be strong here and if in my eventual passing or whatever like if if I can have been a, a place where somebody found some sort of strength in, in whatever way that was like what a gift for my life to have been able to provide something like that yeah so yeah, one of my personal mantras is leave a legacy mm-hmm. and it's very closely connected to what you're saying the idea of of leaving a legacy most people think of it as like they build a statue of you afterwards but no like your legacy is left in the people you impact in the things that you contribute to the world to the um the works you leave behind and and i think so often we forget that we can we can have an impact and that 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 legacy doesn't need to be like written in a statue but it can be written in the lives of the people that we come in contact with Mm -hmm. and i think that's kind of what you're saying with like this tree idea is like this the tree can uh it can not only have an impact in in this in its lifetime but it can continue on yeah it it doesn't end well and and i think i agree it's i don't know because i just i wanted i want to be good for something i don't want to be good like i want to be good for something i want to i want to give value to my life and to other people's lives and i think showing up on instagram like I want there to be value for people's following me. Like I'm taking up space in people's lives by being there. Yeah. And as they're scrolling through and they see images or words of mine that like come that they might read or take in, like I'm literally taking up space and time and energy in their life. Yeah. And, and why, what, what am I going to say that is going to be something that helps them, that propels them, something that makes them feel not alone, makes them, feel like I am here too with you. <laughs> yeah. I, I hear my, my tree's right here. Your tree's right here. We're good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, let, let's, let's shade together here. <laughs> um, but I think like I want to do that well. And um, anyway, so yeah, I, I don't know. I like it. I don't know. Yeah. Um, one of the other questions I had for you um was what have you learned from nature and you kind of touched on that a little bit but like you spent you spend a lot of time around plants and mm-hmm. in out in the natural world is there a, a life lesson that is something you've taken away from that time hmm. you kind of touched on it a little bit but yeah besides like the interconnectedness of all of us yeah. and and the way that we all keep going um I think like you know all my plants it's it's cool I really enjoy watching them (laughs) 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 sounds weird and like when they have like their baby leaves and I just want to touch them all 
<laughs> and um, to watch how they change. And I see it up close and personal with the plants in my house because out in nature, there's like lots of things going mm-hmm. on. But um, if I were to hone in on something and to watch a leaf unfold, to watch how that happens, how a birth of, of, of something happens. Um, it's just, it's fascinating to me. And I think it's beautiful to watch yeah. a birth. And I think, like, I'm just being reborn all the time. And, you know, a mountain is getting uncovered right now at this moment as plates are moving in the earth. You know, it's like more of it's being rebuilt and <laughs> like this, you know, what, whatever it is, like the river, like a river runs and the river you step in is the same river as like, you know, 100 miles away. But it's a different river, like it's smooth here and it's choppy there. And like yeah. there's so many amazing metaphors for like nature that, that feel like, oh, like this is. This is like the complicated paradox beauty of like being alive is like all of this. And, and I think though it is a rebirth every day and, and I was talking to my husband about his birthday and he was like, yeah, my birthday is not a big deal. And I said, well, if you could choose a day that you would say like, this is my birthday. This is the day I was born. Because really when we're born, we don't really have consciousness anyway. Like we right. have to be physically born. It's like, well, what's a day that you would choose to be like, I want to celebrate this day as my birthday, you know, mm-hmm. or maybe there's more than one of those, which is a really interesting question, you know? Yeah. Like I was like, oh, I like this question. But like, then I started thinking about it for myself and I was like, well, today, today is my birthday. Every day today is my birthday. Like, what? <laughs> like yeah. that, that's really easy. That's like, oh, when was I born? I was born today and I only have today and yesterday doesn't matter. And tomorrow is like, does not matter either. Like I am really just here today Yeah. and I am born again. That's cool. And so, and then and like looking at plants and looking at nature, like we're all just born here in this moment and no other moment is given to us. It is, this is our birthday. Be here now. Happy birthday. Yeah. <laughs> Happy I love birthday, it. Marcus. Thank you. Happy birthday, Bonnie. <laughs> Uh, Does that mean we get to go have cake? Yeah, uh, I think we ran out. Dang it! <laughs> um, uh, what's uh, what's one action everybody should take right now? One action that everyone should take right now. I think everybody should sit up and take a deep breath in. And exhale. And then that puts us together. And I think that's one of the reasons I love vinyasa yoga as a breath-based yoga is because we're breathing together. And I think that's why I like like singing ohms at the end, which some people don't like ohms, some people do. Like regardless, why they're so cool. Regardless of a meaning, yes, people don't though. I know. But I think they're missing out. I think. The reason I really like it is because we do it together yeah. and everybody's voice is together and it's just a reverberation after having moved together and sweated together and laughed together, <laughs> whatever it yeah. might be that like singing has such power to me and it's like a breath and a song. And if we can just constantly remember that I'm breathing and you're breathing as we're sitting here. And if, like, I can think of us doing that, like, there's uh, Guru Singh. I found him through Instagram. He's on the Ritual podcast. He's, anyways, great episode. And he talked about breath and about 
like remembering that each other's breathing if there's nothing else that can bring us together is to, yeah. to think of that and I don't know I just think that's one thing every that's one action everybody can do like slow down your breathing recognize your breathing and then move your body yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think for me yoga was a way that I started owning my body and so I guess I would hope that they that everyone would feel like they could get a find a movement that they feel like made them feel powerful and feel like they own their body I always saw dancers mm. And I was like, how do they just like, they're not ashamed. They can just move in all these ways. There's don't, there's no flopping. It's like so graceful, but they're so strong. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a dancer because of yoga. I'm not nice. like, it's like definitely a different <laughs> form than like being on stage. And, but like, you know, like it, it, gives, it has given me confidence in my body and embrace like even my, my, my sexuality, I would say like that in, in being able to move in a way that I feel like I'm owning my body. Right. And so I don't know. Yeah. Breathe, move. Cool. Yeah. Down dog and chair pose, aka you know, from my do- my doctor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, you have a very robust Instagram following. What advice would you give to the, you know, and a new person who wants to make an impact in the world and wants to grow their social media following? Like, what advice would you give to them? Hmm, good question. You know, I have sometimes people have asked me that, and I. And I kind of said at the beginning, it was an accident. <laughs> I was never. It's a pretty looking. big accident. I, I, I was never looking for it. I never asked for it. I like don't like saying like, "Hey, everybody, follow me." And yeah. like, I really just try to be honest, to say what I mean, to mean what I say, and to just be real. And I try to especially in those early times I try to connect with a lot of people so if you're like doing a challenge or if you find people that you really feel like you resonate with talk to them like message them in their feed direct message them they might not get back to you they might read it they might like go on but they might not like you don't know or send them an email tell them something and so I'm not awesome at always responding to everybody I read like everything the most part and this couple of DMs I think I still need to do but it's so impactful and there's times when I'm like I have the time and I can sit down and reply and other times I can't but to reach out and talk to people and don't be afraid to put yourself out there even if it's like two sentences I would say like so that and and be honest and know like I don't think I knew why like why did I start posting on Instagram I think I post started posting just because that's where like people, I found people practicing. Mm. And so I was like, I want to be part of this. This looks like a cool thing to be a part of. And then there was like the spiritual aspect and this mindfulness aspect where people were like trying to be aware in their life. And it kind of was mixed with this posting yoga poses. And I was like, this is really interesting. And it really just felt like it tapped into a good place. I was like, this feels like a good place to be. And so I just tried to like, you know, I, I am a glass half full girl I'm like holy cow I have a glass this is amazing girl (laughs) so like I really just try to emanate that on Instagram and that doesn't mean that there's like hard stuff that doesn't mean all that but I I like what a gift we can like show up here in this space together and so I think what you put out is what you receive Mm. and so like know what you're putting out and know why you're putting it out and know um what kind of connections you're looking to make you know and you might not know all those whys that doesn't mean you still can't keep doing it like you do things before you know yeah and i don't know i just had 
I have never had any expectations of like any of it. And I have been more blessed because of it than I could have ever imagined. Yeah. And the people that I know in my life on a daily basis because of Instagram and because of yoga and because of all of that blows me away. That's cool. I, 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 and I think I keep showing up there because that's worth it. And um, at the beginning, you kind of were asking about connections and community and, and everything matters when it builds the connections in the community. And I think that's like this 2019 year going into it. And my word is go, like go, like let's do some things. You know, this last year has been a lot with, with several different changes and like the house stuff and, you know, personal stuff. But, you know, like this next year, I like to really create events and retreats and just do some things that bring more people together because that's like when we're like super powerful, we can see each other and be like, oh, here we all, we all are here. We're all here. And I just, I, I love that so much. And so, yeah. So Instagram, be real, like lower your expectations, but keep working. And I would say like, even going back to like figuring out your process, like, do you enjoy the process of writing? Do you enjoy the process of posting pictures? If you don't, you might have to train yourself to, if that's something that you want. Um, and it's hard for me to speak any more to that because like, I just enjoy that process. And so yeah. if you don't and you have like a business or something you want to do, maybe you need to ask for help. Like there's, I, I have somebody who helps me do all of my retreats, all my event stuff. And I love her because she does all the things that I hate and she loves <laughs> to do them. <laughs> so Jess, I love you. Um, and <laughs> and it's, it works out great. So find your people that can help you do that and reach out and yeah, just show up, show up and I don't know. There's lots of people doing different things on Instagram and I just, just want to be a forever learner and I'm not trying to be anything else than that and just share exactly where I'm at and try to teach what I can teach. And, um, yeah, I just, uh, again, though, I, I just get messages from people who have said in some way that something I've said or, or, or my presence there or whatever has made them make certain decisions in their lives That's cool. that have like changed them or propelled them in different ways or inspired them in different ways. And it just, I don't know. I, it's very humbling to feel that I would have that sort of influence on somebody else. And like, who am I to have that influence? And, and like, what a gift that, like social media has given that oh, that yeah. we can reach out in that way and connect and like peek through each other's windows into each other's lives and, and be able to be feel, feel seen and feel like we're sitting on the couch together with, yeah. <laughs> with everyone. Exactly. And be like, you're here. I'm so glad you're here. <laughs> well, and that's so. what I love about podcasts and why I wanted to do one is there are some amazing people that I want to surround myself mm-hmm. with. And there are some amazing people that I've been fortunate enough to surround myself with. And I just finally got to the point where I was like, let's all just g- gather around the uh-huh. fireplace uh-huh. and just be here together. And so I hope when people listen to these, that they feel like, uh, like when they listen to this conversation that you and I have just had, I feel like they're here in the garage with us, mm-hmm. like hanging out, listening to this conversation. Yeah. And, that would be the advice that I give to people if they want to grow their social media, provide the substance. So if you feel like you've sat here and listened to me and Bonnie talk, 
don't just like send a thumbs up like tell us why Mm -hmm. this was impactful for you tell us why you enjoyed this tell us why you hated it or or whatever but substance over quantity substance every time yeah and and substantive comments or emails or different things those are the ones that get responded to and so if you're looking to grow your circle, provide substance, right. be a substantive person. Right. Well, and that's like, I, I have a billion yoga pictures I could share, but right. I want to like say something worth <laughs> Right. Exactly. <laughs> I like, Here yeah. I am again, guys. Here's my body. Like, that's not the purpose. <laughs> like it is like, it's this weird combo of like, here I am again, narcissistic, you know, like you can take, you take that however you want. We're all put, posting pictures of ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's a whole other, that's a whole other thing. But, you know, so here's the picture, but I want there to be some substance to it. Why yeah. is this picture here? What is the message of this picture? Is the words the, the message of the picture or is the mis- picture the message of the words and, and figuring out the play there. So. Yeah. What's the yeah. thing you're most excited for moving forward? Ooh, there's so many things. Uh, 2019, I am really excited for. Um, I am... Oh, I don't know if I have a most at the moment. I just have lots of things in the works. So I will say I am really excited to host another retreat. So I hosted the first one this past April, and we're going to do this one this year in May. So I'll be putting out information for that soon. And it was just... it. It was amazing. Like I did it here in Oregon and 11 people came all from Instagram connections. That's cool. And nobody from Oregon came. What? <laughs> it was everybody out of state from East Coast? I did not know that. That's from amazing. From Canada, from California, from Washington, from, um, let's see. Yeah, there's several East Coast places. So anyway... It was amazing, and so you know, several people came with like a, a person with them. So two of them came together. There was three people who came by themselves, and I have my friend Jess who helps me, and I have somebody who cooks, Karen Pride, who's amazing. And it was just beautiful. Like the space, everybody came. Everybody came, just like ready to be open and ready to just learn and ready to just be together and just show up. That's cool. And accept what was and it was amazing it was just amazing so i'm really excited for that again there's going to be limited space to be 12 12 people you know can come to it and stuff and so um i am looking forward to another round of that and seeing where you know what connections that brings and what what people and friendships and it was cool to watch other people come and not thinking that they would make friends with other people and mm-hmm. then make friends with other people and just be like, Oh my gosh, this is amazing. And, you know, and get out of, and some people would like come by themselves and feel like they could like get out of where they were and be like bold enough to just come by themselves. And like, yeah. that's powerful. Like that's scary. You that's, don't know anybody. Yeah. <laughs> and these people had never met me before in real life <laughs> and they'd like come trusting me. And so, and I'm there to take care of them and to make sure everything runs well. And it was just beautiful. So that is one thing I'm excited for, for round two nice. for the retreat. And hopefully there's more rounds for that. So other, other things happening, but that's, that's one thing I'm if excited about. People want to kind of keep an eye out for that and get more information when it's available. Where should they? Uh, Instagram, Instagram is the place I will put it on there and, keep it updated and stories and stuff like that so in my posts and yeah i'm just 
I think again, it's just it just blows me away. The Instagram has become what it is for me, and it's really cool. Yeah, and like it's it's interesting to to um, like I people be like, oh, you have Instagram following, or whatever. I'm like, what? It's not a big deal. But like for people, like I, like it's just I think it wasn't on purpose, and so it's been interesting to be like this is really cool and to yeah. like own it for myself too, to be like, yeah, like I, like there are these people out here that, that I care about or that care about me and that, that we can connect in this way and feeling like just really owning the power of that has been also part of my journey, which has been, yeah. been cool and been something that I didn't expect. So nice. Yeah. Well, Bonnie, I want to recognize you for creating that space and for creating not only a space where people can gather, but gather and feel loved and included and, and welcome. And that's, that's so amazing. Everybody, regardless of what your interests or desires are as a human being, everybody wants to feel connected and you've created a space where people can feel connection. So thank you for doing that. Thanks for coming on the podcast. This was a lot of fun. Do you have any final thoughts? Um, I don't think so. I think I think you said it right. Everybody wants to be loved. Everybody wants to be seen. Everybody wants to feel connected. And yeah. and yeah, that's it. Just think of yourself as a tree driving them down the road. <laughs> It'll be great. <laughs> uh, it's not weird. It's no, not it's weird. it's totally normal. <laughs> uh, all right. Thanks for tuning in, guys. We'll talk to you Thank later. You, Marcus. Bye. Well, friends, now that you've listened to this episode. Tell Bonnie and I what topic we covered that inspired you and impacted your life. Reach out to us on social media and subscribe to, rate, and review the Urban to Country podcast. Until next time, guys, remember to be here now and provide substance in your community. Thanks for listening and remember to make your life an epic one.